Hi, I'm Sylvia Polini and welcome to the Monday Breakfast Show. This is a segment of the Twisted Perspective podcast. This segment covers great conversations that I have with amazing people, all directing to self-awareness, growth, life, health, money, sex, and relationships. So you can grab your cup of tea or coffee and join us on today's episode. Um, what what would I call it? We have um, three styles of parenting, and one is uh, authoritarian. This is a parent who knows best approach. My word goes, whatever you say, you know, mm-hmm. I know best, and I emphasize. You know, if I tell you don't look nice in white, you don't really don't look nice in white, and therefore you shouldn't wear white. It doesn't go with your color, you know, and therefore you will not wear white, right? Then we have the permissive. The permissive, you're the ones who allow the children to get away with it. You know, you've had all those as eh. You know, those ones, those are the permissive parents who allow. The father says, ah, him, he's, he, man, he's just like me. <laughs> that one, just leave him alone. It's just like his father. You know, he's, he's, but you are being permissive. There's one word I want, um, especially the listeners, to remember. Choices have consequences. Now, if I give you advice, even for you, Shiko, if I give you advice today, you can choose to take it. If you choose not to take it, I will feel bad and I will feel sorrow for you, but that's all I can do. And all I can do is continue praying. But the consequences, you will have to reap the consequences. And sometimes, even we as parents continue reaping the consequences of your wrong actions, unfortunately. Because if you're a young girl, you go get pregnant, and you're not married, the choices have consequences. You get a child. You're single. Who takes the responsibility? Both of us do, but the mother also takes that responsibility. Or you go and get HIV, right? You're sick. Who takes the responsibility? You have the responsibility because you're carrying the disease. But I, as a parent, also have the disease, and therefore, Choices have consequences, and they can be very, very far-reaching. And that's why I tell people and say, it's my life, it's my choice. I always tell young people, it's not really your life. Because your, co- your choices affect us, even as parents. And sometimes it can be very long-term. Or you go recklessly and you're drinking and you have an accident, or you're crippled, where do you go back? You go back home, right? Yeah. So what you thought is your life comes to affect us as parents in the long run. And where I would have been retiring, now I'm in my 50s, I'm looking to retire, I don't retire. Because now I go back to taking care of the child. And that's why I tell young people, be very careful how you live, because the responsibility comes back on us. Right now we have very many grandparents who actually have become parents in their old age because the children have gone and died. They've left, they've gave birth to children because of HIV and they've died and gone on. But the grandparents have the honors and the responsibility of bringing these children up. Let me give you another situational example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, something, uh, something I feel personally mm-hmm. right now at 22, mm-hmm. might be way too young still. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, maybe something, something I'd want an opinion on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a job I'm trying to get. 
maybe it's a, it's a, it's a decision I want to make for my life, something, something good that I want to do, but I'm not quite sure how I'm feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And so I go to my mom or I go to my aunties and I ask them and they give me their opinions. Mm-hmm. And then I go back home and I think about it and I'm like, um, I think I'm going to go with what I feel and think. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, I don't want to be doing... I don't want to be living my life based on what my mother wants or what my aunties want Very all true. the time. You know, I, I just don't want to be living life with, oh, you know, don't be with that person. Don't go to, don't go do that job. Don't accept these persons. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to live your life um, constantly under your mom's rules. Absolutely. At times you want to make your own decisions. At that point when you want to make your own decisions and you decide to go your own way and mm. this causes friction between you and your parents what do you do because it's something that happens i don't know if it's happened with you raising your kids when they want to make their own decisions and you're not your, your opinion really differs from that oh and it does yeah uh because one we are living in very conflicted times where it's not always black and white now, if I may speak from my point of view, where I'm not trying to be super speary, but when my children come to me with issues, I will pray about it. Because sometimes I don't know. I really, on a very serious note, don't know whether that's the right thing or not the right thing. And I tell them, um, and I'll give you an example. When my daughter was in year 11 the last one who is 17 going to turn 18 she wanted to leave the country and go and do her high school outside of the country and i told her i am 50 50. i would like for you to go and therefore that you may mature in other ways but i am not the the other 50 part of me feels you're not mature enough to go at this juncture excuse me at this juncture because I feel there's some growing up that needs to happen. And especially for me at that particular time, I felt the growing up that she needed to do was being self-disciplined in her decision making. That's what I felt. I tell in other aspects I feel you're an adult, you can take care of yourself in terms of, you know, of course when you're going to high school it's still as a school, so you get most things done. But I still felt she was able to take care of herself. But in terms of uh, personal decision-making, I felt she was not at a point where she would categorically say no if she chose to say no. I still felt she would be like, kind of, mm, okay, fine, not really wanting to do something, but, but feeling the pressure and the need to, uh, to do something. And therefore, I told her, I'm not very sure, and therefore, I'll pray about it. And she didn't go. And today, she's happy that she didn't. But you see, at that particular time, I said, I don't know. And I'm going to, sincerely, I'm going to pray because I feel conflicted that I feel it was a good thing if you did. And we were divided in the family. There are those who said it's okay. There are those who said uh, they didn't think so. And the decision for her not to go and have these two more years of her high school here in Kenya, she's also come to accept that she actually needed it also. So what I'm saying is, as an adult, you can make your decision. You see, for her, we still had the responsibility of making the decisions for her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the decision was, no, you will not go. But if she was an adult and married and she decided they are going to relocate to another country, I would have to accept, as much as I, I would feel you don't have the support of family, 
they would still have to make their decisions and go ahead and do it. Even right now, even with my older boys and my older daughter right now, I allow them. They will come and ask them, but I'll tell them this is what to do. And sometimes they will go against it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes they go against it. It doesn't work. But that does not bring a conflict. Why I say it doesn't be, uh, bring a conflict is because I have made a choice of allowing them to be who they are. Allowing them to make their own mistakes and therefore grow from them because mistakes don't necessarily break us. Mm -hmm. Mistakes will grow us in knowing that next time I will not do this. And therefore for me, in allowing them to make their own mistakes allows for growth and allows for me that they are adults with their own minds apart from their mother and their father. Yeah. And sometimes, as I say, we're living in conflicted times that, um, that uh, things are not the same way they were when we were growing up. But the only thing that I'm very categorical about are the things of God. The things of God, for me, they don't have a middle, they don't have a gray area. They are very categorical. So therefore, in that, I will stand and say, this is what the word of God says. And when you go against it, you know you're going against the word of God. This is not against mom or against mm. dad. This is against the word of God. Yeah. Mm. All right, I got that. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel as though, let's go back now to the father and his rules his and his role. responsibilities. Yeah, mm -hmm. Do you think... Um, uh, that toxic masculinity has had a role to play in today's fatherhood by, you know, fathers not being emotionally there for their kids or, mm -hmm. you know, you start telling boys from a very young age, don't cry, Girl, you know, men don't cry, crying yep. is for girls, you know, telling young kids like that and their fathers telling them that you have to be a man, mm -hmm. you know. Do you think toxic masculinity has had a big role in today's fatherhood bending over to the negative side? It definitely has. But you see, it also stems from the fact that were they fathered? And remember when I said about the book, um, uh, Dare to Step Out, is daring fathers to step out from what they grew up or how they grew up. You know, you watched your father beat your mother, then you grew up, you start beating your wife. You grew up with a father who was an alcoholic, and therefore you become an alcoholic. You grew up with a father who was never home because he was always in the office, and you go and become exactly like your father. So the book Daring to Step Out is daring to become the father that, ordained, that God ordained for, because God created families. That's what we are told. He was the origin of families came from God. The origin of a father and mother came from God. And therefore, we can only go back to the manual. The manual is the word of God that tells us how we are supposed to live as fathers or as mothers, how we are supposed to live. And that's why the Bible is very clear. You know, we only get the scripture where we always told, children, obey your parents. And remember, it's the only actually scripture that has a promise, huh? mm -hmm. that you may live long. But below it, it tells fathers, do not exasperate your children. How do we exasperate our children? We exasperate our children, as you call it. You know, when we have toxic fathers, we are exasperating our children. 
when we are not being role models, when we don't have integrity, because I cannot give what I don't have. Today, a chicken will not lay a duck's egg. A chicken can only lay a chicken's egg. And an apple tree will always give an apple. And a mango tree will always give a mango. So as a father, you want your child to be an apple, but you're living the life of a mango. The child cannot be anything else but a mango, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, discipline as a father, am I addict? You know, we have, um, what, what would I call it? We have um, three styles of parenting, and one is uh, authoritarian. This is a parent who knows best approach. My word goes, whatever you say, you know, mm -hmm. I know best and I emphasize. You know, if I tell you don't look nice in white, you don't really don't look nice in white and therefore you shouldn't wear white. It doesn't go with your color, you know, and therefore you will not wear white, right? Then we have the permissive. The permissive, you're the ones who allow the children to get away with it. You know, you've had those as, eh, who you has kiangi, but ni tu na yeye. You know, those yeah. ones, those are the permissive parents <laughs> uh -huh. who allow. The father says, ah, him, he's, he, man, he's just like me. <laughs> that one, just leave him alone. He's just like his father. You mm -hmm. know, he's, he's, but you are being permissive. Then we also have the authoritative one, which blends with a caring note with constructive and consistent, you know, time setting. Because children grow up with boundaries. You know, like when you look at my house, there's a fence. Mm -hmm. The fence means keep out. The only people who are allowed here are the ones who the gates open. Like now when my gate is open, anybody can drive in because the gate is open. But when I close the gate, that means I have put a boundary. This gate is closed and you knock so that you can come in. So being a father without boundaries, where I am living with no boundaries, I do what I want, how I want, how I feel. And then I want to come home and tell my children you cannot and you cannot. I've said this point from the fact, habits are caught, not taught. So what are my children catching in the way I live in terms of my integrity? And we also know of this other one when somebody comes, I don't know, um, and you don't want to see a friend mm -hmm. and somebody knocks and says, hey, don't say I'm in. Yeah. You know, I'm not in. Mm -hmm. What are the children lying, learning? To lie. And you keep asking, where did the child learn to lie? Mm -hmm. You lied or you're on the phone, these mobile phones, we learn how to cheat. And say, where are you? Oh, I'm just five minutes away. And you know you are an hour away. And you, you, somebody calls you. And your child is there. Mm -hmm. And you think they're not getting. Yeah. And you're sitting there and somebody you says, no, 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 no. no. In fact, I left the house. I, I left. I'm not in the house. And of course, you tell everybody to shush. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not in the house. I, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm just about there. You are sitting in the house. Your children can hear you lying. And those are toxic parents. It's a toxic father. Because you are living a lie, you are doing the things. Um, the other thing that we have today is we are living uh, lives of, um, of lies um, in terms of uh, not only in the presence of our children, but even in the way we treat our friends. The way we talk about our friends in front of our children. Yeah. How do I talk about them? You know, and then next time she comes in and I'm saying, oh, hi, oh, imagine I've really, really, I've so missed you. And then a few minutes ago, I said, you know, she just bores me. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that friend, you know? You know, they, they just keep borrowing money from me and they, they never return. Your children are hearing all these things. And then when they, you're being a hypocrite, that is not integrity. Because, and then how am I prioritizing the time with my children? I'm teaching my children that my friends are more important than me or my sport is more important than me. 
you're not prioritizing. You don't have integrity. You don't have um, uh, what is called boundaries in the way that you're living. You get drunk in front of your children. You, you speak words in front of your children. You curse in front of your children. So when you talk about toxic relationships, toxic male relationships, it's not in that you can see me standing out there, like when we do go picket fencing and doing all these uh, sit-ins, mm -hmm. you know, we are doctors and we are having a strike. We are in parliament and we are throwing and hitting chairs. Mm -hmm. What are we teaching as parents? Because it's being caught. And then next time the children go burning dormitories, the children go abusing headmasters. You've been abusing each other as politicians all through. Remember, we are heads. We have a place of authority. A politician is like a father in a home. And when you have authority, there's, a, there's the audience. In the home, the father has the audience, is the children. The politician has the audience who are the younger generation. So when you're seeing politicians going there, hakietu, and they are, they are throwing stones and they are abusing, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You become the same. The same thing with the children. They become the same and they, they, they end up passing those toxins onto their children. Yeah. I hope that answers a bit of your question. Yeah, it actually does. Yeah. It does, it does. We pick up a lot um, mm. from the environment we grow up in. Yeah. Yeah, a lot mm. of, um, it's a famous saying like, you don't have to follow me, you have your own life to live, don't look at what I'm doing. You know, some parents tell their kids that, don't look at what I'm doing, you know the right thing, you do the right thing. <laughs> you know, it's... I don't know why we expect children to do the yeah. right thing when we're not doing the right thing or not living right, Yeah. when we live without self-control, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's so I was just asking, like, when is the right time to have kids, you know? Because you might feel like, yeah, I feel uh, I'm, I'm married, I have a, I have a stable home, so now I want to have kids, but I feel like this is my personal opinion. Mm. I feel like there's so many things you need to you need to think about before saying that. Oh, you know, I'm married. I have a home. Um, you know, I'm financially stable. I can handle a kid. I'm ready for one. Mm -hmm. But you've not really dealt with your issues as a person. And True. if you if you don't have that awareness and you've not dealt with them, then you're you're gonna you you're know, gonna pass them. Pass That's them why down. I said, you know having the children is a personal decision. Yeah. And I know what, what you're saying about a personal decision when I have no, but sometimes this would be another topic, another large topic for another day, but it's living in self-aware. Am I self-aware? Mm -hmm. Am I aware of who, do I even know who I am? Today if I ask you, you go, who are you? Can you stand up and tell me this is who I am? I am confident in who I am. I'm confident in who I'm becoming because every day we are becoming. Who I was yesterday is not who I am today. Yeah. Who, I am, who I was when I was 30 is not who I am now that I'm 55, right? Mm -hmm. So every single day we are learning. And along the way, and that's why I say parents, we make very many mistakes. And that's why I tell children, you learn from the mistakes of your parents. Yeah, mm -hmm. because we're not perfect. At the end of the day, we are not perfect human beings. And therefore, the only people who have their saints, we are not saints. And the world is changing. And when the world is changing, we have pressures that come in and cause us to change in the same way. And that's why I keep saying we need something to lean on to help us navigate. You know, like the, 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 the sheep and the rudder? Mm -hmm. We need something to help us navigate as parents. And that's why we need to keep each other accountable. We are learning every day and I'm being aware that times are changing and when they are changing, this is the way I'm changing. Because of the pressures 
therefore that come about, they are also pressures that come on me. And therefore I need to take myself away. Mm. You know, yeah. instead of speaking and spewing things that will injure somebody even in years to come. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what's uh, the best parenting advice you can give uh, a, a, par a young parent of today's generation? Since times are changing, so I don't know if parenting styles are changing from how guys used oh, to yes, raise their kids uh, some time back and right now. They definitely are. Mm -hmm. uh, like I'll give you a simple one. When, when I gave birth, that's, uh, well, if I say the age, then I'll be talking about my daughter's age, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so the times we gave birth, that's the time you would wake up in the morning and you're washing about 15 napkins. Mm, right yeah and we didn't have blenders so we actually used to smash food and pass them through the sieve it was very difficult and where you had to wash napkins now you have portable bottles you know mm. you can freeze your milk breast milk you can um you have diapers you know even in the slums we have diapers today so yeah. it's definitely different the way we are bringing up children and toys are readily more available and again when toys are more readily available, I'm not sure that's too good a thing because then we were really our children's entertainment mm -hmm. uh, uh, center because you had to entertain the child. There, would, there was nothing to entertain the child. And therefore we spent a lot of children with that, a lot of time with our children. Now we have lots of, um, lots of um, toys. There is the TVs. Again, we have another addiction that has come in with young children, a topic for another day. But we have addictions, which are the social media addictions. A child, I know a friend who's telling me, a child who cannot sleep unless they have what, and they'll throw tantrums and they will cry until they watch their cartoon before they go to bed. We used to read bedtime stories for our children. Now, when a children is watching a cartoon to go to sleep, for me, that is, that is horrendous. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the times have changed. For me as a parent, and um, since this, I will first talk to the fathers, huh? mm -hmm. and um, I will just read something uh, on my book on page uh, 83. Um, it says, suffice to say, to be an effective father, one requires discipline, self-control, godliness, and basically, basically wearing shoes you want filled. You cannot pass on what you do not have. A father needs to sharpen his skills or become acutely sensitive to his family's needs. He should commit his inner self to God's laws and be insightful as well as foresighted in regard to the opportunities and possible difficulties ahead of him. He should also ensure that every family experience is interpreted in the spirit of character development for all. Currently, most fathers want authority and not accountability. Yet we know that there is no authority without accountability, unless, of course, the authority is affected under dictatorship. Jesus had authority over us. Therefore, he took responsibility and was accountable for our sins, and in fact died for them. Every man has to be accountable to another. God has placed these young children in a father's hand for a time. He is accountable before God, not only to, for them, but for his wife too. Um, therefore, fathers, influence your children aright. Start by loving your wife, going to church, determining to grow spiritually, spending time with your children, and being the role model by example. Enact the hands-on principle. 
model behavior, and I will emphasize this more, model behavior that you want carried through. The Bible tells us in John chapter 8, verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Learn God's truth on who you are and what you ought to be. Someone once said, to thine own self be true. Truth is the bedrock of your integrity. Your personal integrity is the cornerstone of your character and therefore truth is not an option in life. It's never too late to become an effective father. Minds need to be renewed so that we live our lives in the reality of God's kingdom around us and within us. We are not to base our confidence as parents upon our wisdom, words or strength, but are to draw all we need from God who has called us, gifted us, works through us and forever stands with us to accomplish his eternal purpose. Fathers, let your minds be renewed and rightfully take your positions. The mentorship of headship that enables you to exercise your God-given authority over your families. And uh, for parents, all in all, for mothers and everything, be real. Be real with your children. Children see our fakeness, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We cannot live what we are not. And our children will catch what it is that we are living. Therefore, I am... We say the, as a Christian, most people read the Bible through us. We speak from the pulpit and we tell people, but our lives are lived differently. Yeah. The same thing with parents. How am I living my life? Is my life the Bible that the children are reading? Because for fathers, before they can even understand the Godhead of God, they learn it from the father himself. As a mother, before the children can learn what it is to nurture, what it is to protect, what it is to love, what it is to care. They learn it from us as mothers. Mm -hmm. And again, as mothers, let us not stifle our sons. That's a topic for another day for mothers. Mm -hmm. But as mothers, we have to allow. And you said, there's one thing you mentioned and you said about, you know, be a man. Yeah. Man up. You're always telling men to man up. Man up. You're telling them to man up. And again, a topic for another day, suicide. Because we are manning up and bottling down emotions and, 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 and hiding behind uh, sanguineness, you know, laughter. And, you know, men are very good at hiding behind, you know, we'll talk about sports, we'll talk about politics, we'll talk about all these things apart from what we are all going through. Whether it's even with my wife or with my children, we don't ask. Women, we are quick to ask for advice. But men are slow to ask and therefore they buckle under the weight of um of emotions and of feeling like a failure because they're not seeking advice and i remember when i was researching on this book the, then um in kenya there were not too many authors because i was looking on what was it to be a father there were not many books on fatherhood now we have a few more and there is also uh, Pastor Bevy's uh, uh, book man is destiny which is a powerful book and then from boys to men and his program man enough you know where it's teaching men their responsibility and that being vulnerable and showing your emotions is not a weakness. It's actually a strength that when I say I'm hurting and this is the way I'm hurting, it is not a weakness. We have were taught long ago that that's a weakness when men show their weakness. But when a man is vulnerable, then he's able to remove, so to speak, pus. You know, when you have a wound and you have mm -hmm. pus, when it stays there, it cause, continues to throb. Yeah. But when you remove pus, it comes out and you're able then to heal. 
it's the same thing that when you're when you're being man enough is when you're able to show your weakness where you're able to weep and say you know what that hurts you know and i need help i don't know how to do this i don't know how to be a father this baby is so small you know doing the act of washing the baby and playing football is not enough that is good enough but it's not enough being enough is being able to share and being able and being accountable to others also and for me out there for men i would ask um can they find places you know safe places where they can sit and share and just say hey i don't know how to do this i'm dealing with this and i don't know how to deal with it can they man up for me that's manning up mm-hmm. showing your vulnerability yeah. is manning enough mm-hmm. and therefore i believe that we will have effective fathers we will have effective husbands and because husbands actually when you love one thing that men don't know is that when you love your wife you actually are giving your children a stable home there's something you quoted on page 28 on your book mm-hmm. um uh, to sum up a modern day housewife has written the following tribute to the mm-hmm. leader in the ha- in the house using solomon's famous description of proverbs 31 in paraphrase mm. that uh was it was really cool yeah. i think i read it like three times <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh this is it was amazing yeah yeah so that's the end of our conversation today thank you sylvia yeah. tell guys where to get the book and um how much and yeah the book is actually in one of the leading bookshops we have here textbook center Oh, right. and uh in about a month's time we'll have it online mm-hmm. i guess i'll give it to you by then mm-hmm. and they have my number they can call me mm-hmm. uh my email is kijoliz89 at gmail and my number is 0722489060 they can get me on that and i'll get the books to them but leading bookshop textbook center they have the book and it will be soon in about 2 weeks it mm-hmm. should be online as an ebook as an ebook yes awesome. yes yeah it's a 1000 yeah. bob or it's 500 shillings 500 shillings, 500 shillings. Ah, awesome yes. the book is really really cool um it's actually something you can i i read it in like 2 hours yes it's, it's 84 very, pages yes yeah it's really really cool thank you yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you so to our listeners thank you so much for listening and i hope you collected some golden nuggets from this conversation i should pray so yeah <laughs> i hope so yeah so, so thank you so much for listening yes thank you